1: DMVR Draft Pod presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code DMVR for all of the insane offers at DraftKings right now. We'll get into them in just a little bit. Joined by Justin, Jake, JJ, as they're known in my head. How are you doing, fellas? Justin first.
0: Doing good, man. It's it's an exciting week. Hope you on. TV for the first time this weekend. I'm going to be on the sidelines for the CSU Sac State game. So that's cool. Sweet opportunity with our partners uh, over at Ivaca. Potentially, you know, we'll be on some basketball stuff in the future. Who knows? But yeah, I'm really excited. I've had to learn a lot about this Sacramento State team because the broadcast is supposed to be 50-50, even though it's going to be a bunch of CSU guys doing it. But it's cool. It's a cool opportunity. I'm nervous as hell, but uh, I'm really excited
1: deep in that fcs bag right now love that for us that's actually a huge advantage for the draft pod jake how are you doing my friend
2: not too bad i've already been uh up and at him already today i'm ready for a fun afternoon that we're gonna have at breckenridge brewery later on Uh-oh. i'm just ready to uh ready for the for the freaking weekend man i'm ready to watch some football
0: Hell yeah. all the partners right now. What a, what an intro incredible, not even in the ad reads, just giving them (laughs) our, our recommendations out of the goodness of our heart.
1: It's true. It's really true. Just, uh, it's what we always dreamed of. And, um, what we've always dreamed of is a nice little wide open parody full Heisman race. And it's where we start because the legislators can try to keep us down and not let us bet on the Heisman in Colorado, but we can still talk about it, damn it. So that's what we're gonna do right now. CJ Stroud, the favorite at plus 200. Hmm, hmm, interesting, interesting. That I can smell the cheese on that one. Caleb Williams plus 300, big Caleb Williams guy. Bryce Young plus 500. And then it goes to Dylan Gabriel. Stenson Bennett, JJ McCarthy, in the plus sixteen hundred to plus three thousand range. Um How are we feeling about this race? Dylan
0: Gabriel with better odds right now than Stenson Bennett. Yeah, that is yikes, man.
2: Yeah, look, OU's been
0: good, and they're they're better than I thought they would be. And credit to Brett Venerables, but
2: <laughs> it's insane. I mean.
0: That, yeah, come on now. That's Then that's just the logic to that.
2: He is the fourth guy on this list. I don't even know if he's the fourth best quarterback. He's definitely not the fourth best player, He's but he's not the fourth best quarterback to me on this list. This is insane.
0: You can get McCarthy at almost
2: twice the odds. Yeah. How about our guy, my guy, Michael Penix there at 41 to one.
1: What a win against Michigan State. Really lighting him up. Yeah, Penix. Yeah. Um... Penix and Bennett, two of the more interesting guys as far as the draft goes, because I'm not sure there's going to be um, much legs to to either of them. You know, Bennett with the size and arm talents. You know, it's, it's it needs a
0: little to be desired.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Penix, on the other hand, I mean, injuries are obviously going to be a big factor, and you got to see if, I mean, look if he if he can be a three seventy passing yard type quarterback every week for the rest of the season, we can talk about, we can, we'll revisit this conversation real quick. Um, but both, you know, they're not the top prospects that the other guys on this list are at least potentially is what I'm trying to get at. Um, but yet having some really nice runs, Jordan Addison at plus 5,000, the way that guy's dominating kind of frisky Mm -hmm. as well.
0: I will say, as yeah. far as Pennix goes, it's cool to see him and and Kalen DeBoer reunited. DeBoer was his OC at Indiana in 2019, and kind of, you know, started to bring out the best of what we saw, and that translated a little bit into 2020 before he got hurt. It, it seems to be a, a nice match. I mean, DeBoer's good at, at using those athletic quarterbacks, spreading out the field. Mm-hmm. Man, though, Michigan State looked rough. It, it could be a it could be a long year for Midnight Mel, especially with how good some of those other teams in the division look.
2: Yeah, that game was at 36-14 to 14 before Michigan State mounted that comeback uh, in the second half. And they were dealing with some injuries in the secondary. I mean, not to take anything away from Michael Penix, because I thought he played really, really well last Saturday. Uh, but those injuries are a bit of a factor, and I think you're going to play some better secondaries throughout the year, too. Uh, McCarthy at 30 to one, though, is really intriguing. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, he's the best quarterback Michigan's had in I, how long I could 20, 25 years, probably going back to Henny at least like, uh, Cheers. so there's that. And Michigan as a team too, I mean, they haven't played really anyone yet, but, um, what I've seen so far is really encouraging.
1: Well, that's the thing is how good both Georgia and Michigan are. I mean, Georgia, holy shit. They just put it on South Carolina as well. It's like the the better the competition gets, they just get ruthless down there. They leave nothing on the table. Um, you know, Bowers had another insane, insane week. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. was probably the best, like NFL prospect of all these wide receivers this 2024 class with Caleb Williams leading the way kind of among them all and you know kind of under the rug we mentioned that he's plus 300 to win the Heisman and frankly I think those that is a much more intriguing play than CJ Stroud at plus 200 Um, and yeah I mean just in general not feeling as um, awesome about this 2023 quarterback class, and I'm starting to wonder if the 2024 draft, but especially the quarterbacks led by Caleb Williams, Quinn Ewers, and is another intriguing name in that group. Um, and certainly JJ McCarthy, who is just dripping with potential now, it's extremely early. Like mm-hmm. the JJ McCarthy experience can go any which way. We We have no real sample size to be like. He's the next mm. ex. Um, yeah. How are we feeling about that, boys? We, uh, we we starting to have do what we do every single year where once the guys in this class are under the microscope, it's like, meh, nah, kind of like next year better because I am.
0: There's just more dynamic athletes coming out in 2024. And I think that's what's. I mean, when you look at Williams and McCarthy and. I think what's really encouraging about them is like the potential and the what if I still think both of them have room to improve as like, you know, true polished passers. But, you know, when you look at guys like that and you compare them, you know, to a Stetson Bennett, who's playing great football, by the way, he, I mean, he is executing that Georgia offense as, you know, as well as you could hope for insanely well. It's just like the ceiling, it's the ceiling floor conversation that we have every single yeah. year. It's like, yeah, yeah, some of these guys will be all right, but you know, the ceiling on some of these other guys coming out next year. And I'm sure we'll probably go through the same process where once we look at them under a microscope and then we're like, I don't know, these 2025 guys, but that's what makes us all fun.
2: I mean, we could still see Bryce Young and CJ Stroud elect not to to declare this year and wait for the next year too. Um, so we could have a really beefed up 24 class. Uh, right. Jaren or Hall, Richardson
1: or Tyler Van Dyke. I mean, there's a lot of these guys who might be wise to just stay another year and then, yeah, what especially with
0: NIL money. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Oh, yeah, NIL absolutely. money changes this whole equation for sure.
2: I thought Jaron Hall's played pretty well so far, though. Um, it was tough sledding for them last week at times, yeah, against Oregon, but uh, I think I've seen enough in terms of arm talent and just ability to play the position that I'm confident that he's going to be up there in terms of the conversation of top five at the end of the year. Uh, We can talk about Anthony Richardson though. I mean that his question coming in, I think was always passing the football and we Mm -hmm. see that we saw it last year. He had the legs. I mean, the, the intangibles are there. The tangibles are there. You can see the size, you can see the speed, but when he starts throwing the ball, man, there's just so much work that needs to be done to be done. Uh, we did that mock draft to start the season from Jordan Reed and he was, I think, fifth overall. There's uh, there's just no universe that that happens this upcoming year.
0: Man, I apologize to him after that performance against Utah because mm-hmm. I was pretty critical going into the matchup, pointing out a lot of his flaws and he plays the game of his life and I have like a Ryan Russillo moment calling Tua a backup last week before he throws six touchdowns. <laughs> I don't know though, man. I just, I feel like It's just, I don't see it. I don't like he's dynamic. He's fun to watch run around, but I I just, I don't feel like he plays with the same poise that some of these, you see Caleb Williams and McCarthy when they're running around, it just, it feels like they're more in control. And it kind of feels like with Richardson, it's almost just like backyard football and it happened to work out against Utah, but it's just really hard to consistently play that way.
1: I did. I mean, like even in that Kentucky game, we talked about it last episode. I saw Mm -hmm. more of that arm talent. I see those flashes where it's like, man, this guy can really gun it to the sideline off his back foot. And if he can, you know, fine tune some of these things, he can really put it together. And then you have that athleticism, Um, you know, and it might look a lot like Jalen Hurts has looked, uh, you know, and we remember how much of a run first guy he was at Bama before kind of making that transition. and. I found it interesting. This became all of a sudden Will Levis week. Um, And uh, a lot of places have Bryce Young as QB three. Now I think that um, Kuyper just came out with his rankings and the draft network guys latest mock, you know, so it's several spots where I've seen Levis as QB two and Bryce Young as QB three, which I can, I can understand with some of the uh, size and prototypical pocket passer stuff but man
0: Turn on, i don't know on that man. auburn drive last year or you watch him move yeah. the ball down against texas and it's just i i don't know if i've seen another college quarterback that looks as like cool and collected in the biggest moments as Bryce young and i mean it's going back to his first you know that touchdown pass in the playoffs it's just like that guy has ice in his veins and yeah i know that's not exactly something that you can like, measure, or you know, like, I, I don't know how that equates at the NFL, but I don't, I just, you can't rattle him. And I think that's really valuable, especially when you have all the other physical tools. I'm all in on Levis. I think Kentucky's one of the more fun teams in the country this year, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if his, he's, I don't know. I get the size argument. I go back and forth on it. You just, you're worried Bryce Young's going to get folded like a lawn chair at some point, but he's so, He's so just escape his escapability in the pocket. I don't know. It's, it's a yeah. tough argument. I'm still in on Bryce Young, but I guess that's what I'm trying to say here.
1: It's the Sean Watson esque. Um, and yeah, Levis, I mean, Jake, you and I talked about it a bit more on the last episode, it's well, there's plenty to like, it's just like, where, where's that extra, where's that, mm-hmm. that special, you know, where's it, where, where are we dripping with gravy? because I'm not quite seeing that. And in the NFL, you you kind of need a lot of extra to make this, this whole thing work.
2: Yeah, I still want to see more. I mean, nice performance against Florida a couple weeks ago, but everyone kind of moving him up after a 31 to nothing game against Youngstown State. And they're going into a game against Northern Illinois, I think need to chill. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of opportunities for him to show what he's capable of against the SEC. I think we can just I'll calm down and let it play out a bit uh, yeah. in terms of Bryce young though. I think we have in Denver, like the prototypical comparison, which is Russell Wilson. Yeah. And I even saw on Twitter just yesterday, if you went back and looked at what Russ looked like as a rookie coming out, he wasn't as, I mean, he's obviously didn't grow in terms of height, but he wasn't nearly as thick as he was now compared to back then. So, I mean, you can add some pounds. Um, Bryce young can, as he sort of just progresses and ages and gets better. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about the size at this point, especially for a guy. I mean, he is in his third year out of college or out of high school, I should say at this point. So there's, there's still quite a ways to go in terms of Bryce young and just being an NFL quarterback. I mean, he could look, you know, five, 10 pounds heavier a year from now.
1: That's the big one though. I mean, size wise, he's, he's a decent outlier.
0: He looks like yeah, he weighs one hundred and sixty pounds out there.
1: Yeah, problem. It's a problem. Um, you, you just in the NFL. That is, I mean, look look at what an advantage it is for Josh Allen, or like it was for Big Ben. Like it just the survival rate when you are the size of a defensive end is. Uh, it's just a lot easier to stand back there and survive.
0: And the recovery time, I mean, when things are going great with Kyler, it's a whole lot of fun. I mean, you know, you watch him running around, he's doing all that stuff, but it just feels like every hit that Kyler Murray takes, it takes him longer to come back from it than it does with some of these bigger guys. And we've Mm -hmm. seen him wear down as the year goes on and he's much less effective.
1: It's our margins conversation. We have it every single year. It's merely extra margin. Size is a huge extra margin. And Kyler doesn't have that. Kyler's extra margin is that he's the best athlete on the field basically 99% of the time. So when that athleticism is tippy-top, that's a massive advantage for him. If he starts to get nicked up because of that size and that margin decreases, well, then, I mean, it's exponential how much his advantages decrease while we're on Kyler and these quarterbacks, Cam Ward I thought was really impressive um, against CSU. Frankly, I thought CSU's defense in the second half, holding them to three points, kind of fought back and showed an impressive performance on their end. Cam Ward coming in as the sixth-ranked quarterback for Kuyper in his updated rankings. He's on these Heisman odds if you scroll way down at plus fifteen thousand as well. We were talking about comps. He reminds uh, uh, reminded me a bit of Kyler as well. Not that kind of athlete, but kind of quick twitch, gets it out. Um, and man, I think Washington State has some some ballers. Has a nice little team that'll make a, some noise in the Pac-12. So he's a guy I'm kind of starting to keep an eye on here as we uh, as we begin conference play here soon. Some of those
0: touch passes he made with a guy in his face and pretty solid yep. coverage yep. were NFL throws. I mean, he was dropping it over the DB you know using the sideline to his advantage it was impressive he was a guy that was in complete control there was about a 20 minute period there where he was just dissecting the Rams picking them absolutely apart and they were getting pressure like they were able to get in the backfield quite a few times it just did not matter he couldn't rattle him he has some of that Kyler of just oh I'm gonna run around here kind of lean back and throw it and then, oh it's exactly where it needs to be it, it was fun um guy That you should you should watch Washington State's for real, man. I I don't really know what to make right now. Washington State, Washington, Oregon State, but I do think the the Pac-12 is actually pretty competitive. I don't know if you know, like, playoff competitive, but I think there's a lot of teams here that could really make some noise. You know, be eight nine win teams.
2: Yeah, a lot of Pac-12 teams have improved last year to this year. Washington State being one of them. I truth be told, I didn't watch the game last week against Colorado State. But I did see the game a couple of weeks ago when they went into Wisconsin and beat the Badgers. Um, that was a sloppy game overall. Yeah. I mean, he made some plays that was just bad on both sides, though. He did throw two interceptions, but as you mentioned, kind of that mobility, the ability to extend plays. And I think just as he spreads the ball around pretty well, too. I mean, he doesn't get, he doesn't have a guy to focus on as a primary guy, I don't think, but he doesn't get locked on. He's able to go through reads. Uh, That's something that stood out to me. He's got a big test coming up. They play Oregon this week, I think. Uh, So that's going to be a big test for them to see if they're for real. I I just don't know what to exactly make of them. I mean, you had the win against Idaho, uh, FCS Idaho. You were down at one point in that game. You only win by seven. Then the very next week, you go to Wisconsin, just win outright as, I think, 17-point dogs. And then last week against Colorado State. Sorry about that, Justin. Uh, but. We'll see. He's a name to watch out for this year. Absolutely. yeah.
0: I know we're um, going to preview week four, but I'm curious. Washington State, six and a half point underdogs at home against Oregon this week. I'm tempted, man. I I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves after that BYU win with Oregon. I'm just going to throw um, that out there. I like Washington to, State at home.
2: You get to bet against road bow Knicks. That's a great position to be in just
1: amazing spot to be in what's the money line on that justin the money line plus 210 plus 210 Mm, that's intriguing right now gonna be another great weekend of betting with football back, we get into it. College football, right into the NFL. I'm actually cooking up my final picks for our bets preview. That's going to be early because again, we're going to Breck here soon. I mean, it's it's just like that time of year. No no time better to use DraftKings Sportsbook, a partner of the NFL. Right now, new users can get can bet five dollars on any. NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And that's not enough. Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Um it's really it's insane anyone would even consider betting anywhere else. Um Yeah, so download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for
2: details. That last play last night wounded me. It wounded me very badly. (laughs)
0: It's a tough way to uh, it's a tough way to have a bad beat, but uh, it's so easy to deposit really on DraftKings. I did it while Dre was doing that ad read right there so I can get some bets for this weekend.
1: Wow. I also
0: want to shout out though, the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. Football season is back. Mile High is ready to see what you've got. Look, it's been a rough start for this new Broncos team, but they've got a massive game coming up Sunday night against the Niners. You know Breck Brew has you covered with the hometown craft beer of the Denver Broncos. Bronco's Country Pale Ale. Show off that color uh, show off that colorful Colorado legacy with the <laughs> Orange Crush logo and 100% Colorado ingredients. This will be your go-to for football season. Check out BreckBrew.com and find the Breck Beer Locator to find the closest liquor store near you that serves all of their awesome options. And of course, come get a delicious Breck Brew at the DNVR Bar.
1: Oh Yeah, Um, you hinted at it already, Justin. Let's get right into it because I kind of think this is uh, the class of the Pac-12 North right off the bat getting decided like this in late September. Ducks and all the high end prospects they have. Noah Sewell, Justin Flo, converted tight end. Johnson uh, playing defensive end, really an intriguing guy as well they've got plenty of talent on offense and then it's cam ward against um like a stout washington state defense that's not that's not a typo dre hasn't lost his mind this isn't like some hot take this is 2022 and washington state has a stout defense just deal with it that's the world we live in right now, and crazier shit is happening. So, we're just gonna move on and act like that's not insanity right now. Um, because it is, it is. I've never lived in a world it where is. that's the case, but here we are. Dayon Henley, number one, right? Really explosive linebacker, um, with some versatility. And then they got that badass defensive lineman, Justin. Um, And it's Cam Ward versus versus Bo Nix. And I think it's back-to-back weeks where Bo Nix is not the best quarterback going in. And so credit to him. They got the dub against Jaron Hall and BYU. I'm all in on Wazoo. Give me the home, dog, right now.
0: Yeah, I already placed the bet. I mean, essentially, I'm betting on this Washington State defense, which has already proved itself multiple times. Dayon Henley, like Jerry mentioned, an absolute stud. Four sacks, I believe, is a middle linebacker. A couple force fumbles, a couple picks. He's just everywhere. Cam Ward over Bo Nix. that's an easy decision. Give me the give me the home dog every time. It's not like the most hostile atmosphere, but this game means a lot to the people in Pullman. And they show up big time for these local, you know, Northwest matchups. All in on the Cougars. Again, you know, I think. Oregon, great win last week at home. They beat up a, a good BYU team. It really is a talented team, but classic letdown territory too, going on the road now and, you know, conference mm-hmm. game after dominating a top 25 team.
2: As I talked about last week with Oregon, I think that was a spot game for them against BYU. I think this is a spot game for Washington State. Um, you guys have already broken it down beautifully. I'm with you. Love that. What's... um what's the next juicy
1: matchup on the card from a draft perspective, watching Durin, the Maryland uh, left tackle going up against Michigan is going to be really intriguing. And it's Italia versus JJ McCarthy matchup. But I think from a betting perspective, we might be able to move on. I am hammering Michigan though. However many points you give me, Mm -hmm. especially if it's within three touchdowns, they have been bananas bonkers. Um, Clemson
0: points at home. So yeah, I like it. Yeah.
1: Easy peasy. Clemson at wake forest against Sam Hartman. Now this, Mm -hmm. now we're talking right here. Um, how are we feeling about this one?
2: Wake to cover
0: seven is tempting at home.
2: It's Clemson though. I've been against Clemson, but they, they can totally pull this one out. Seven plus. We didn't talk about it when we talked about Heisman. I thought it was interesting that DJ and Cade Klebnik have the same odds. Yes. Clemson, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Klebnik, he's the other
2: quarterback at Clemson.
0: I think so I like the under 55 and a half.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's on the road, but it's a 10 AM start. I think I'm just going to take Clemson minus seven. It's probably the
0: safe bet. I love a good, <sighs> I love a home dog where you have the better quarterback and that's wake forest's position. So that's, that's where I'm tempted to take them to cover those 10 AM games are wonky. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you, you come out and you see the machine that is a team like Clemson and other times like they're, you know, still kind of half awake and the home team the atmosphere can kind of play into your factor. You know, that the wake fans are going to be up for it. I would probably stay away though. I can't in good conscience tell you to bet against this Clemson defense.
2: I like this is a night game or a late evening game, I'd be more on Wake. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Right. He's going the other way. Uh Many factors at play. Well-played, boys. I like the under too, though. I'm going with my old boa constrictor analogy and saying Clemson slowly but surely just exhausts them, hits them more, and by the fourth are able to um, make this a double-digit game. How about Florida at Tennessee Vols? Mm -hmm. Double-digit favorites? That's another, like... No, don't think yeah. this was going to happen in my lifetime anymore, but here we are. <laughs> um Tennessee's I legit, hooker, man. We didn't talk hooker, about Hooker, like, yeah.
0: yeah. Ten and a half is a lot. That's it's a insane. lot. It's insane. Especially because Tennessee it. hasn't really... I mean, Pitt, I guess, is an impressive win, but...
2: Give me it. Uh, I taking, like the balls to
0: cover too. I'm taking them.
2: Yep, and you get the better quarterback. Um, you don't have to. Uh, you get to root against Anthony Richardson. You don't have to hope that. Yeah, he miraculously but this is exactly to when
0: Richardson's gonna fuck me right after I come back and I <sighs> start
2: pointing out all his
0: flaws again. Yes, and then he's get, yes. he's gonna have one of those games where he rushes for three touchdowns and Florida keeps it close or potentially you know pulls the upset. So.
1: Now that's a fact. I just wanted to be clear. That is for sure, a hundred percent gonna happen. I've been in this it's just game what Florida too long. Does. I can tell you that's as exactly what Yes.
0: They come back. And yes. Tennessee is one of those teams where as soon as you back them, they choke. So I have a I have a hard time with the Vols, but hesitantly I will put my faith in Hendon Hooker and say that they cover the 10 and a half. But I, quite honestly, I will not be betting my own money on this game.
2: They're the better football team.
0: They Tennessee's are. just the better doesn't football matter,
2: team. doesn't matter though. At home, 10 and a half, I think you can definitely pull. I mean if Anthony Richardson gives you a, a couple interceptions, that makes it much more easy to cover 10. I'm on
1: Florida outright. I think they have the more talented wow. defense. Um, I think Anthony Richardson will pop in this one, make a few more plays. And I'm excited for Hendon Hooker to prove me otherwise, but you know, got to see, see him do it against somebody
0: it. elite. He's yeah. put up a lot of big numbers against a lot of pretty bad teams. So if they do that, they do it to Florida. We know this Tennessee team is legit, but I'm kind of in wait and see mode with them. Still, I'm, I'm hesitant to really give them the not a confidence.
1: How about Arkansas? Very highly ranked, going to A and M, and I mean, Jimbo's lost all margins that he had. It's uh, it's put up or shut up time over there. In Aggieland, um, Drew Sanders getting a lot of draft love in um Kuyper's latest rankings. 6'5, 232 linebacker. He's already put up two and a half, sa- five and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. He's an Arkansas transfer from Bama who's really, um, Standing out and last week dealing with a ton of injuries in the secondary um against Van Dyke and that Miami offense, which settled for a ton of field goals. I don't know what Cristobal was doing on that. They really had the game once the Josh Gaddis
2: special, baby, (laughs) for
1: sure. Um, but that said, I thought Anthony Johnson, who for many is the top safety in this class out of AM, had a, a literally a heroic performance could barely walk and yet was like in on every play. He's just a big dude. Who's around the ball a ton. Love his instincts. Um, So yeah, how are we feeling about this? I guess I'm probably all in on Arkansas here. Love me some KJ Jefferson and Raheem Sanders. Another guy in that 24 class, the star running back for the hogs who is a stud.
0: Give me that Arkansas money line, baby. Give me the plus money. Uh, I'm fading Jimbo. I'm fading anything that has to do with Steve Adazio Mm. and frankly, Texas A&M and uh, Miami, both their offenses are just, they're not good enough. They're not good enough to beat these elite level teams. Like they'll bully, you know, lower level top 25 teams, but Arkansas is legit. Arkansas could, you know, potentially sneak into the sec championship if, if things go the right way for them. So I'm again, just give me the, Give me that road money plus money. I love it.
2: Yep, I'm on them outright. Get the better football team. You get the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really seen anything offensively from AM and M that gives me any type of concerns. Haynes King, I don't think is uh, it at quarterback. AK and I like a lot at running back, but that's about it. Oh, he's a me real the Razorbacks. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Um, a little just jitterbug. He's. Fucking amazing. Um, he's like a top running back to watch for. I love that this mm-hmm. iteration of the NFL. We like athletes like that, and we don't just banish them. Um, Wisconsin at Ohio State. Whew. Now, now it begins. Now it begins. Let me see how good that plus two hundred CJ Stroud Heisman bet was. Give
2: me the Buckeyes. I think
0: Ohio State covers pretty pretty comfortably. Sorry, Jake. You do, ahead.
2: huh? Yeah. I honestly don't really have much to add. I just don't think that Graham Mertz in this offense, I mean, they scored 66 points uh, fair. against New Mexico State last week, but I think that Washington State game at home proved what that team is more capable of when you play a a non cupcake opponent. Um and they really struggled offensively. I'm not gonna put any money on them.
0: Yeah, I'm not that high on Ohio State right now. I just yeah. I I don't see Wisconsin scoring more than like 15, 16 points. Yeah,
1: If it was on the road and it was more like a 21-point spread um, instead of the 19, the Badgers start to get intriguing under three tuds, um, at the shoe. It's it's just going to be tough, man. It's just going to be tough. We'll um, see if
2: that Ohio State run defense is much improved, though. I mean, Braylon Allen's a real back. Yep. So yep. this is a big test for yep. Ohio State in that department.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, I kind of feel like they are. Um, I, I think that Ohio State secondary could be very fraudulent, but this is not the team to test that. Uh, I do think that D-line is back to being for real with several guys that aren't draft eligible, um, but are studs to look at for the next two years. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the difference for me as well. Um, I, I leave it to you. You any more any more games you want to you want to hit on this we've got about 6
2: minutes i'd love to hear what you, you guys think about uh usc oregon state hmm. yeah uh what's with that line man uh the oregon state offense is for real this year man i mean i know it was montana state um they put 68 on last week and Go they Cats. put 35 on fresno the fresno defense is bad but this is a much improved offense, and I guess the thing that you're looking at here is USC. they defensively, they are good. They can they can generate turnovers and make some real problems for teams. But last week against Fresno State, uh, even after Jay Kaner was out, Fresno State was still kind of able to move the ball. They got to the one yard line a couple of times or inside the red zone. They weren't able to really convert and put points on the board in those situations, though. So I think Oregon State. I mean, you're at home. It's a night game. I, I can I can sort of buy into it. I just think USC is too good, though, still. Oregon oh, State's going
0: to run the ball all day Wow!
2: Long. Give me the
0: Beavers and the upset. Wow. Up. Wow.
1: <laughs> I mean, this really is. It, it kind of feels like that Michigan State-Washington line last week where it was like, really? The dogs are favored in this one? Huskies. Um Man, this feels just so cheesy. But look, Boise State, Fresno State, and even Montana State is not a bad out of conference. They gave up yes. 12 points schedule.
0: a game last year. That was the best defense in the FCS. Granted, they lost their defensive coordinator, Freddie Banks. He comes over to CSU. Troy Anderson was their stud linebacker. They lost right. a couple of guys in the trenches too. But that's still a team that's supposed to be very stout. To throw 70 on them or close to 70 is... It's noteworthy.
2: And, and they're, they're just hard so too, big. man.
1: Yeah. No, uh, they're just so big, man, especially on offense. Musgrave, those backs, they can throw a couple guys that are over I love their tight ends. They've got, you know, I mean, that quarterback's got prototypical size. I don't know. I'm just all in on Caleb Williams and USC though. Jordan Addison has looked like it's almost kind of messed up that a dude that good was able to leave pit um, and be this good with an elite quarterback and an elite play caller somewhere else. It's it's like kind of fucked up. I and get that, why
0: Narduzzi was so pissed to be honest. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's, it's Trey McBride. It's Visca. Yes. It's like yeah. the best guys that have come through, this state in the last 10 years, like leaving right. It'd have been past. like
0: if David Roddy would have like dipped on CSU last year. And yep. was like, instead of going to the NBA, he's like, actually I'm transferring to San Diego state or, you know, Duke or whatever. And it's just like, what's yeah. oh, right, what?
1: hundred percent. Um, and that defense is start to starting to pop at USC. There's a lot of guys that are more in the 24 class, but, um, I don't know. You got some ball
0: hawks, dude. Like, they they will turn you over. Yeah. But it's just one of those, I feel like they're so aggressive that, like, it's a kind of like a give and take situation, you know, kind of a Trevon Diggs with the Cowboys. Yes, he had 10 picks, but how many touchdowns did he get burned over the top? And I do think that this Oregon State offense is balanced enough and that, that, you know, their quarterback play has been good enough. I don't think they're going to make bad decisions with the football. If they can get that run game going, you open up the play action over the top with Musgraves, who, Talk about an NFL tight end. That guy's a freaking stud. I don't know, man. It's juicy. I I will say, I I think USC's offense probably a little bit too much for Oregon State in this one. But I like Oregon State's spot. It's going to be a great crowd for them. You know, they're going to be into it. And they've got some confidence right now. And I I like a team like that.
2: Over sky high at 70 and a half too.
1: Wow. That's a lot of points. Wow, that's a ton of points. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm on USC, but man, that feels... I'm aware that I'm taking the cheese on this one. Mm -hmm. And that's like low-key kind of a fun one for the draft. There's actually more draft storylines than you would have anticipated in that one. Um, Good buffs cover at home? Good work, James. Good work on on that out. Don't don't um, do this to him. Don't do this to him. Who are the prospects to watch? Uh Charminé, running back, really looking good, right? Yeah.
2: My guy's my guy may not play. He's hurt. So okay. uh, we'll see oh, all right, we'll week. just
0: move on from that game. Great altogether. for the Pretend <laughs> it doesn't for the exist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> God, give
1: him give him a, a small break, Justin. You know, <laughs> I mean CSU is a three and a half
0: point dog to an FCS team this week, so it's it's hard on us all.
1: That feels to me like you might have a decent game to cover for once. You know, the book is oddly respecting the hell out of the Rams, by the way.
0: Yeah, because I think the book understands where CSU's talent is and that's in, you know, the wide receiver position, the secondary edge, and you see the arm talent that Millen has. That's a recipe to be successful in college football. It's just the offensive line has been brutal. I do think there's an opportunity to move the ball this week against Sac State. Their offense is just, it's weird, man. They play a two-quarterback system that's play-to-play. It's not like drive-to-drive, quarter-to-quarter. It's play-to-play. They'll be spread with nobody in the backfield. Then all of a sudden, they're in the pistol running the option. Like They get the ball snapped in less than 13 seconds. It's fast, it's physical, and it's relenting. Um,
2: Stay away
0: away from the local games um, with your money this week. I'll just say
2: that. Oh, I'll say, don't stay away from the Colorado game. I don't think they cover that. By the way,
0: well, If you want to, if, hey, I I try not to tell the locals to bet against their own team, but sometimes it's a prime, lucrative
1: opportunity. We are in the money making business here. On on buffs, on buffs, I will say this: historically, UCLA is always that top Pac twelve team that they play really tough. And minus a a couple minor fuck-ups, they're actually in the game and they just barely lose it when they could have won it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But um, my advice would be if you're going to suffer through having to watch that offense and the game of musical chairs at quarterback, you might as well make some money by fading it. I kind of did that while watching CSU last week. It was like, oh, Wazoo's going to score on every drive. I'll just keep taking that. And it made for a fun Saturday where, yeah, I watched the Rams, but I was also able to make some money. The live betting
0: opportunities were prime. I couldn't do it in my heart. I couldn't bet on Washington State to score, but you got to have plus money like four drives in a row. And I just kept telling Dre to take it. Take it. Why would you not? Um, Wyoming getting 21 and a half points on the road at BYU. I don't like them to pull the upset particularly with BYU coming back home and you know after a tough loss whereas Wyoming going on the road after a big win at home. Mm-hmm. I do like Wyoming to cover 21 and a half though. I think they're talented enough defensively to not get blown out of the you know just keep it lose by like 13.
2: Justin, are you riding with K-State as a 12 and a half point dog going into Norman, Oklahoma this week? Last
1: one here. Top defensive end prospect to watch for K-State too.
0: Oh <sighs> yeah. I like K state to cover.
1: Okay. I mean, this was your preseason prediction. We got to stick with it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still in on them. Like I'm, I, like I said, Oklahoma is better than I expected. And I, I'm trying to give them the respect that they deserve after the last couple of weeks, but it's also tough to, I mean, they beat a really bad Nebraska team. That's in a horrible spot right now, as far as their locker room goes. So I'm not going to put too much in that, but I mean, Deuce Vaughn. Martinez, they've got a nice little combo offensively and K-State's frisky defensively. They have played Oklahoma extremely tough for like a decade now. Um, so yeah, I I think that this is a fun game. I do think Oklahoma wins it at home despite the fact that I picked Kansas State to win the Big 12. Um, so I'll, you know if, if K-State wins it, I'm going to be stoked for my preseason bet, but I I will be honest. I think this is a game they probably lose, but I like them to cover.
2: I just don't think we know exactly who Oklahoma is yet. They played UTEP, Kent state and Nebraska. I think this is a, a huge test for them. And I think Kansas state can really come out and punch them in the mouth here.
1: There you go. I think I'm also on K state, but I'm merely riding with Justin here. And I think a bit of a letdown coming from Oklahoma. I'm also, I'm a Venables hater, I guess. So
2: until Wait, proven, Kansas otherwise I'll we stay. didn't
1: talk Kansas Duke, just who wins.
2: Oh,
0: Doesn't matter draft pod. Just who wins.
2: Give me the Jayhawks, man. Are we in on
0: Kansas? Are we a Kansas pod this year?
1: Yeah, we're a Kansas pod. Let's rock
0: chalk Jayhawk. All right. We're rolling with it. Rock chalk, baby.
1: There you go. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thank you to DraftKings for presenting this podcast. We will be back next week.